Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of Saturday Strategy, the original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host and we've got loads of information as usual in today's episode. So if you're driving, getting on with other stuff, you'll find all the links in the show notes or better still, subscribe to the Saturday Strategy weekly email news update. Now, today we are going to be thinking about us and as business owners and those people around us and reflecting on perhaps the emotional roller coaster that happens with change. Um, it is a short moment of self-reflection, and I think that's a healthy and valuable thing for us all to do um, at this time because the world is changing very, very rapidly at the moment. So um, we're going we're gonna to be looking at um, our own mindset and how we deal with change and how we can come out of the other side of this, really getting out in front of the problem and making sure that our business and we as business owners are best equipped to cope with that change. So today we're joined by Maggie Everett. Maggie's um, had an extensive career in education primarily and in senior roles, um, 25 years of working with people to really bring out the best in them. And often against difficult um, mindsets and people overcoming their their own self-limiting beliefs and what that's led Maggie to do about a year ago was to set up a business um, really capturing all of those skills to become a transformational life coach and she works extensively in a management and uh, senior leadership role with a charity as well helping people um, to achieve exactly those things and I thought it'd be really helpful um, during this time maybe to um, pause, take a take a breath, and to um, reflect on our own self-limiting beliefs and what we think we can achieve during this time. and uh, And I thought it'd be useful to get Maggie onto the show. Maggie, thank you ever so much for joining us. Delighted to be here. Thanks for joining. So, Maggie, I think you heard that bit of an introduction. I'm really keen to um, to know. Most most people listening to this will be running their own company, and uh, and when you're at the top of your own little empire, the buck stops with you. It can be quite a lonely uh, position as a business owner. And, um, you know, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. As I uh, once said, or I said regularly, the, the biggest lesson I learned when I first started up my own company, having had um, 20 years experience in corporate life, um, sort of 13 years ago when I started up, the first lesson I learned was where all the cracks were in my bedroom ceiling as I'd lie <laughs> in bed awake thinking about the list, that ever-growing list of things that I'm failing at to achieve, whilst my friends told me how well I was doing and how how chuffed I must be that my business is so amazing. Um, and it didn't feel that way, to, if, if, if I'm honest. Um, Maggie, talk us into the, uh, into the subject, really. You know, maybe you might want to reverse up a little bit, or just, just talk us into this subject, how you think is most helpful for, for us as business owners. I think today, obviously, we know that we're living in volatile times and we know that the future, even the near future, is actually really uncertain. So now is really the time to actually press the pause on panic um, and actually see that we can, if we are careful and, and look at some very simple techniques, we can actually gain, regain control of our mind and our reactions and ultimately our lives. And I think that's a really important place to start. Particularly, you know, as, as a, you know, setting my own business up, yes, there are anxieties when it's completely out of your comfort zone. And I completely understand um, 
from my very limited experience that for those people who are sole proprietors of, of their own business, it must be an incredibly difficult and challenging time. So I think now is the time to really regain that control. And I can hopefully share a few techniques that I've learned that have really worked for me. That they can help to make a difference and how we can live our day-to-day -day life particularly when as you say you know I, I know I laughed but you know when you are staring in, in bed at night and you can't sleep or you know you're thinking of goodness me <clears throat> where am I going to get my next income from where am I going to find my next clients I think that's really important yeah and, and I think it's important to say that uh, you know there are some other people who are flat out busy and um, mm. there are other there are other challenges there because suddenly we're having to work with a team of remote workers um, we're having to put in new systems, new processes. And then if we've got on top of all of that, we're then faced with the new prospect of how are we going to get back to work and tackle things like social distancing uh, and everything else. I'm looking at our office thinking, well, we're going from having loads of space to almost none because by the time we put all the right social distancing in place, we're going to potentially struggle. Absolutely. And I think that's another minefield, isn't it? Because, you know, we talk about all of the changes that we've been experiencing, but actually we're about to face a new phase of changes if the government start to implement um, and a different different phase of trying to reintegrate with them with still, as you say, with the social distancing in place. So I think all of this, all of this anxiety and this fear is absolutely normal. And I think that's the first and foremost thing to remember is that we're not weird, we're not strange, we're not abnormal. If actually we do have occasions when we feel we're, we're panicking and we're just not we just feel completely out of control. Or perhaps uh, perhaps we're all just abnormal and strange and weird. That, <laughs> makes, that makes it okay. Speak for yourself, Johnny. Okay, okay. So Maggie, I'm interested in sort of practical um things. How 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 can we get some maybe some understanding of this whole subject that we can to to to, to put some practical steps to help us really um putting into place some of those transformational change principles that you teach regularly? Yeah, uh, well, I think, first of all, is to remember that actually fear is a normal reaction to, to newness, to things that are, at, that are beyond our previous experience. If you want to think about it, fear is actually a paradigm. In other words, as we're experiencing a shift from something that we've all, a situation that we've always known or a lifestyle that we've always known into something that's different, our paradigms, in a sense, are there as like the border guards, if you like. And fear is really just the boundary of what you've always known. So if we can debunk and demystify fear, it's actually the paradigm kicks in when change begins to happen or we have to encounter change as a way of trying to keep us safe and try and keep us protectors from the changes and the potential threat of that. Because if we understand that um, actually we have two parts to our nervous system, we have the sympathetic part of our nervous system which actually is all to do with the fight and flight. And for most of us, we're very aware, aren't we, that when we um, go into new, the adrenaline starts to go and we start to feel anxious and we get a bit sweaty handed or a bit short of breath and palpitations, etc. if we're really, really anxious. Um, and it's, that's all to do with protecting us and to try and make us aware that, you know, a, a varied response, because obviously, Back in the day when we were primitive beings, it was fight or flight in the face of an enemy, wasn't it? Yes. What we want to move from is to be able to see that that is a normal reaction to fit to, to change, to, to difference, to different experiences. But what we want to try and engage in those situations is our parasympathetic uh, part of the nervous system. And the parasympathetic part of the nervous system is the bit about um, resting and digesting and, and being free from stress. And there are some really simple, there's one really simple technique that we can actually do to move ourselves when we start to feel that fear and anxiety 
and to actually regaining that sense of control and, and giving the message to our nervous system it's okay so if you don't mind doing an experiment with me we'll try it we'll try it now shall we so what are, one of the things we often do when we start to panic is to actually our breath becomes very shallow okay this is just a really simple breathing technique so what I'd like you to do is to, and I'm going to try and do it and talk at the same time, might be a little bit challenging, but we'll see where we get to, is just to take a deep breath in through your nose. Okay, deep breath through your nose. And then what you're beginning to do is to send the message to your nervous system that everything is okay, because that is a normal thing to do. And then when you're holding your breath, as I can see you are, Johnny, probably, or I can imagine you are, um, that you actually breathe out slowly as if you're breathing through a straw. So you're controlling how you're out, your breath, breathing out is happening. So we take another deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And I don't know about you, but if you carry on doing that three or four times, you're already beginning to see that your body, your emotions, your feelings are beginning to calm down just as the breath starts to permeate your whole body and the oxygen flow starts to increase. <clears throat> and I found that a really helpful technique just to, at times when I've woken up thinking, oh my goodness me, what on earth is happening? Just to start to do that and you regain a sense of control. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? There, would that be the origin of expressions, you know, take a deep breath? And Yeah, I would imagine it probably is, to be yeah. truthful. Interesting. Not research that one, that but was, that's that was quite a, I just did that about five or six times there. Actually, that was quite, that was quite cathartic, actually. I quite enjoyed mm. that. Yeah, so. Yes. So, so, there's, so there's one quick, that's a really simple thing. Because often, you know, we, we talk about if you're, if you're in a first aid situation, someone's ex, ex, extremely panicked and having a panic attack to put, you know, to inhale the carbon dioxide through a paper bag. But this technique is really straightforward and we don't need any tools to help us to do that so to try and do that and to to really focus instead of thinking about other things just focus on the breath focus on the breathing because that then regains the element of control as we move into that so i think that's that's a really really simple really effective technique mm. and then the second one that i think uh, really i've had to put into practice earlier this year um I call, call um, pushing the pause on panic. Nice alliteration. I love alliteration. <laughs> uh, wasn't, I taught English a few years, you know, when I first started teaching in 100 years ago. Uh, but I do quite like alliteration because it helps me remember it because I really haven't got a great memory when it comes to this. So pushing the pause on panic. Now, we know that on um, uh, the television, you have a remote control, don't you? And you want to press pause when you either want to take do something else or you want to... Um, actually take control over what you're watching um, and this particular technique I I'm going to tell you a story if that's okay I, how, how I actually started to use it started to use it but it's recognizing again that we can actually control our thinking because I don't think very often we remember that it is our thinking and our underlying thoughts that actually affect our feelings and are therefore our actions and therefore the results that we create in our lives um, so Tuesday the 4th of February this year, um, I was gearing myself up to um, speaking at a, a national conference, um, the charity that I work for, which is a church, a Christian charity. And um, I had I'd spoken to my chair of trustees earlier that evening and then two hours later, I just finished my presentation, the phone rang and he was on the other end and he started with these words, I'm really sorry Maggie. And of course you start to think, oh my goodness, now what have I done? And he said, I'm really sorry, Maggie, but we've actually had 
um, a complaint about some about you and having taken legal advice you can imagine the fear was just beginning to actually get grips in my in my head we've taken legal advice and i'm afraid that we're going to have to put you on uh, restricted duties what <laughs> i just oh my god so apart from you know whack completely blindsided absolutely no idea what was going on um and i thought what on earth am i going to do you know what on earth happened and of course because of the situation he couldn't tell me that evening what it was so that night when i was going to bed, i thought i have absolutely of course i wasn't allowed to talk to anybody because you know employment law says you're not supposed to talk to anybody so I'm not going to break the law completely, but of course I did. I was allowed to talk to one person. So I just thought, what on earth happened? So, you know, you, you talk about lying awake in the middle of the night and seeing the, the cracks in the ceiling. Oh my goodness, that was just the starter. And I, you know, just think, you know, I, I know you, you kind of alluded to situations where you've been in that, but I, you know, I'm sure perhaps uh, other people have experienced times like that as well. And I just thought I was reminded of one of the teachings of my mentor um, who, who quotes Napoleon Hill, who says that every adversity and every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. So I thought, OK. Can you right. say that again for us, Mike? Yes, just, yeah. certainly. Every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. So I thought, right, well, I know because I've been teaching and training people in, in developing mindset, I can control my reactions. So this is really, and in the midst of that, oh my goodness, how am I going to do with this? And I start to think of all the negatives and I start to regain control. So one of the things, one of the, one of the tools that I learned was to press pause on panic. So to stop all that negative self-talk, all those negative ideas and say, right, my fear, my greatest fear is I could lose my job, I could lose my home, I could lose everybody around me believing in me, you know, if I'm found to be guilty of whatever it is I'm supposed to have done and I have no idea at the moment what it is, I could lose everything. So I'm going to press the pause on the fear and the panic and make an appointment to talk to that fear three days later. So this time it was eight o'clock at night, Tuesday evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, eight o'clock in the evening, I will talk to you fear and I will actually address you then. And in the meantime, what I'm going to do is to try and think of all the positives and all the benefits of things that I could find in this situation. So I thought, right, I'm going to have to block out for a few minutes. I'm going to have to block out the fear and the panic, which of course, light waves keeps coming back over and crashing over you as if you'd never been there before. So I started off thinking, right, so, so what is the good that I can find in this time? Well. Um, okay, so I'm not going to have to find the money for my train fare to go to London on Thursday. That's fine. I don't, I don't have to worry about, you know, booking my ticket and getting up early to go to the train, you know, catching train at five o'clock in the morning. I can have a bit of a lie-in on Thursday. That's an easy one. I can learn to trust God more. Um, I can start to say, well, okay, God, you know, you're in control of this. I don't, this is outside my control. I can begin to trust you more. Um, I can start to believe that other people actually might have my back, you know, having struggled for years more recently, not so much with the idea of self-confidence and self-belief. Actually, I do know that my trustees really do have my back and they really don't believe that I've done whatever this is. But th and this time is actually to protect me so I can believe that people have got my back. You know, I can make sure that my ICT security is actually updated on a regular basis. You know, I've always been very lax on that one. Um, 
I've got time to study and to spend time reading and to do some of the jobs around the house that I've neglected the last few weeks. I can actually do that for the moment. So start to begin to see things that you can actually find within that. And then on a bigger level, actually, you know, I don't feel as though I feel completely powerless. I wonder what it's like for people. It's really helping me understand people who are completely powerless in society, how that really makes them feel. The fact you can scream and yell at the wall as much as you like, but nobody is going to hear you. So I also feel voiceless. And over the next two days, yes, there was an independent inquiry into, you know, a completely independent HR company investigated the report. Apparently, I'd allegedly posted on social media some racist and inflammatory comments, which, of course, I hadn't. Um, and I've been completely and utterly exonerated. So by the time it got to eight o'clock on the Friday evening, the independent review had already taken place and I felt far more in control. Mm. And I reflected on now what would have happened if I'd actually given into that panic and not tried to see the good. And actually out of that, the exoneration yesterday, the, the increase in checking our ICT security, particularly in social media, but also this idea of being voiceless and, and um, powerless mm. has actually had an impact upon not just how I serve as a life coach, but also in terms of the charity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because we talk a lot about helping people to get out in front of a problem. And whilst you focus on the problem and then, yeah. then you know, you are stuck in that 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 cycle of just firefighting, aren't you? And if you can get out Absolutely. in front of that problem and I think the secret there as a business owner is to show some leadership, isn't it? And would I be right? I'm, I'm making a statement here, but I think I'm asking a question, Maggie. I guess that if we're feeling these things, everyone else around us is feeling those things, isn't it? So if we can, if we can get out in front of those problems and start to show some leadership at this time, it's yes. probably a huge opportunity for our business, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, and I listening to, to people around the country, not just on the media, but also in, in relationships. I was on a, a webinar with, um, uh, some other charity leaders uh, last week and you know the diverse range of, of issues that they as leaders as we as leaders are, are experiencing it's it's if we can actually take that control but also increase our communication with our staff and people who work with alongside us but also remember that we're not on our own because mm. i also think that that connection is, is really quite critical and quite important and finding that support um, when we are feeling stressed and anxious, if we haven't already got that network, or if we haven't already got mentors and people that we can go to, then find that support is absolutely critical to keep our own sanity, mm. to ensure that our businesses are going to actually have longevity and, and exist in the, in the continual change that we're going to be experiencing for months on end ahead. Yeah, and I think that makes it all right then, doesn't it, to ring someone up and just say, mm -hmm. just giving you a call to see how things are. Yeah, because we're not alone in this. You know, one of the things I've learned very much is that we're not in the same boat. We no. are not in the same boat, but actually we are not alone. Yeah. And all of us are experiencing it at some point. You know, one day I might be fine and the next day I'm having a wobble, as I did last week. And I <laughs> want to have a wobble. So my household did have to suffer with me being a bit grumpy. But it's all about remembering, you know, that, that actually we can control how we feel because it is back down to mindset. Yeah, thank you, Maggie. Um, so, what else can we what else can we look at to to help? I I do think I don't know about you, Johnny, but I do think that what we feed our minds with is really quite key at this time. And you you mentioned you alluded to earlier, didn't you? It's about how we can actually um, what we if we can get you know to one side or 
uh, in front of, behind of, or, you know, disengage ourselves from the problem. Mm. Actually look at what we're feeding our minds with has a real impact. And one of the things I have found increasingly in the last 18 months, I always used to go to bed with a good book and I, you know, quite like adventure and crime. And I actually find I can't do that. And the other thing I used to do was, you know, one way of unwinding was actually playing stupid games on, you know, on the phone, mm. like, uh, as a way a distraction really but I've found increasingly that the, the less I have of screen time an hour before I go to sleep the less I'm filling my mind with active things and images that are potentially disturbing sleep the more input the more rested I am the more relaxed I am the more able I am to get a decent night's sleep and I think that um there are times too when we also probably need to avoid social media and even have a holiday from the news. Yes. The reality is, you know, that, you know, one of the things I started off, maybe like many of you, I uh, started off listening to um, the coronavirus update every day when that started. And increasingly, I've, I've distanced myself from that, not because I don't need to know and I don't want to know what's going on, but actually because the complete continual bombardment of negativity has such a negative impact upon my well-being emotional and, and spiritual and physical well-being as a result so to actually you know i suppose the third tool is really to what do you feed your mind with yeah are you, are you reading things that are uplifting are you reading you know are you are you actually taking time out to meditate or to pray or to read things that are positive or to you know go out for a walk you know we recommended isn't it interesting i don't know about yeah. you, but i found going for a walk actually something that i should have done before but hadn't done um and it's really beneficial. Yeah, I think also listening listening to a Saturday strategy podcast can be helpful, can't it? <laughs> I sincerely hope so, particularly this one. <laughs> so, so we've got a couple of minutes um, left. What what else can we be looking at? Do you think, Maggie? I think developing from that, the final thing I'd say is actually developing an attitude of gratitude. And there's an increase. more alliteration. Lovely. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't like alliteration, then just you know move away from listening to me talking. Uh, but this whole idea of gratitude um, is something that is increasingly um, gaining momentum um, internationally, I think. Whether it's first thing in the morning when you wake up and actually you, you're breathing, you know, you've given the gift of a new day. Isn't that amazing that mm. life in you is seeking to express itself through you in, in different and creative ways each day. Um, you know, whether you actually want at the end of, at the end of the day to actually just get a journal and write down three things that you're grateful for, um, three things that are positive that have happened. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a really important thing to remember that, we, you know, not everybody woke up this morning and that we've all been gifted with a new day in which we can actually bring the best version of ourselves to play in the arena in which we're operating and to bring positivity, encouragement, life and hope to others. Maggie, that's been really very reflective, very thoughtful. And uh, I will enjoy listening to this again, because uh, I think there's a few things in there that, uh, that are helpful to all of us. So thank you very much for your time today. How can people find you, Maggie, um, to, to learn more? I presume there's, this is really tip of the iceberg stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it is really. Uh, well, I'm going to be doing a couple of webinars over the next um, few Saturdays from the 16th, uh, one which exploring some similar ideas um, here. And you can contact me at uh, Solutions, that's S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S for life, for being the number, at gmail.com. I have got a Facebook page, but I am not so techno savvy that... Um, 
coined the phrase earlier I mentioned to you before about being a bit of a techno numpty. My, my Facebook page isn't great, but you can contact me there and I'll put up the link details there for Zoom. Um, but yes, contact me through email, look at me, put me up on Facebook, uh, message me and I'd be delighted to get back to you. Maggie, that's been really, really generous of you to share, to share your thoughts with us today. You're very welcome. So that is it for this episode. Uh, thanks to Maggie for such a reflective um, journey there. And I think it's good for us all to pause, take a breath and make sure that we are um, in the best shape possible. So thanks very much for sticking with us to the end. If you've got any feedback, you can contact me on 07977437360. Use WhatsApp is probably the best. Uh, that's my personal number, so it'll definitely get through. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.